0: You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
1: So, Pam, you realize that uh, coming up June 17th to the 20th is this year's Sexy Marriage Radio getaway
0: I do realize that I'm looking forward to it
1: and did you also realize that the uh, deadline for registering with the early bird rate is April 15th I did
0: realize that too
1: which normally has a significance in our household that date normally is <laughs> not this year I can hear the disappointment in <laughs> right <laughs> but we hope that you can come join us not you I, I know you're coming but anybody else in the SMR nation uh, if you're thinking about coming to the getaway and you haven't yet signed up, there, are, as of the time we're recording this, there's two spots available. Mm-hmm. Early bird rate goes away on the 15th. Mm-hmm. That might actually be a little while before I can actually get in there in the back end and up it. So you got maybe a little grace period in there if you're hearing this on the 14th <laughs> or the 15th. Um, but we'd love to see you come June 17th to the 20th. Uh, It's four days, a fantastic getaway.
0: Yeah, we'd love to meet you.
1: And it's a fun time, all new content, great relaxing time with your spouse and a bunch of other really cool couples. Mm -hmm. And welcome to Sexy Mirrors Radio, because each and every week we have conversations that go where the nation wants to go. Mm -hmm. And some of these then steer into the platform that you can join for free, my.smrnation.com, where there's continuing conversations it took place from last week or the week after, uh, some emails that came in on penile enlargement, penile size. We actually on Instagram did a poll of looking at, uh, to men, have you ever complained or th- or been insecure about penis size? And around 63% said yes. Okay. And then a poll, the next question um, was to the women or the wives? Has your husband ever mentioned any insecurities about his penis size? And sixty-three percent or so said no.
0: Well, that's a big variance.
1: So there's the, it, it exists, but it's not talked about.
0: Again, it's that communication gap, which is what we're trying to help people close. Absolutely,
1: right? we want to frame the conversations and get them talking in your in your relationship, right? As it unfolds and what's going on. And if you want to br- bring it to us. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can find us. The easiest is 214-702-9565, feedback at com. the platform, Instagram, TikTok. We're we're spreading out, mm-hmm. trying to reach as many people as we can. And so find us, Sexy Merge Radio, on all the different major platforms. You can find us. Um, and if you like what we got going on, spread the word. Do it. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Merge Radio is a conversation I got to have with Dr. Emily Jamia who is a sex therapist, lives down south part of Texas in Houston. Mm -hmm. And she really looks at the idea of what does it take to create an optimal level of sexual encounters?
0: Optimal level. Okay.
1: She's basing it off of the idea of flow Mm -hmm. and being in the zone. And so she's actually done some research on coming out from the other way rather than the dysfunction side what is it that helps people what are the characteristics and the qualifiers that help create that optimal ex- experience together
0: so instead of what's going wrong she looks at it from what's going right that's what she's trying to do right. yes and like so that.
1: we have some conversations about what she found what are the parameters that create the likelihood of that for people mm-hmm Uh, It's a fun, fun conversation. Yeah. And then coming up on today's extended version, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash SMRAcademy. Dr. Jamia and I continue the conversation, but we get a little more, we don't geek out, but we talk about our research Mm -hmm. and and how it is that it came to be. uh, What are some of the markers that she really found that came deeper from it? And what does that mean for our field? What does that mean for people in married life? And
0: so, I love that because that gives you a lot of the why. Right. You know, there's things we know in life, and we know this is, but we don't know why this is, and the meaning is behind when, the when why. I can
1: understand the why, I have a greater likelihood of replicating it. Yeah, and so that's where we go today. That's good. All that's coming up on today's show. So it is a pleasure to welcome a guest today for Sexy Marriage Radio. It's Dr. Emily Jamia who is, you've well, studied in psychology and human sexuality. yeah? And so you just dove right in, into <laughs> into the nitty-gritty of, of what goes on in couples and in marriage. And yeah. uh, it's a pleasure to have you joining me today, Emily.
0: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here.
1: And I guess let's just jump right in, because uh, okay. since, since a lot of people that are listening to Sexy Marriage Radio... Um, Mm -hmm. And they've been around in the nation for a while. They are here largely just because they're trying to get the most out of marriage. They're trying to get the most out of sex. Um, They're trying to just figure out what are some of the ways we get around the hurdles or through them, you know, just because if everybody's, we, we would not have jobs if this process of relationships was easy. Exactly. There's
0: no cookbook for this stuff. (laughs) No, there's
1: not. I always, I always joke that the first person that could come up with the actual true roadmap, uh, they would be the fastest trillionaire ever,
0: and probably winner of like the Nobel Peace Prize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. That's a good addition to it too. Let's yeah. we got to keep working then. Um, so, what is it? Because the way I love the way you frame this uh, in in the work that you do and the different things that you offer, uh, you frame this as helping people try to create optimal relationships mm-hmm. and sexual connection. And I think that's what yeah. we're all striving for. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I think there are a lot of people who want more than just good enough you know i think that when you think of relationships and sex is happening on a spectrum at the you know very low end of the spectrum there's a lot of dysfunction and then there's you know relationships that are functional and mm-hmm. then there's relationships that are satisfactory but like what are the ingredients what are the components that move it a little further up on the scale into that really optimal zone and i think that's what a lot of people Want And the truth is, you know, there hasn't been until recently much research that has examined that. And so um, it's this emerging area of research that I kind of dove into myself and have been very curious about. So yeah, we're learning a lot more about
1: that. Okay, that well, you're, you're teeing it up and, and we're going to go deeper into some of the specific research you've done in the extended yeah. content today. But what okay. is some of the stuff that's being discovered mm-hmm. that helps create that factor or diminishes that? I mean, most science is either what makes something exist or not exist. <laughs> so exactly. so yeah. what have you found and what's the field finding?
0: Yeah, so I think there are some key components that couples need to learn and you know, I really come from the place that I think a lot of us are born with a lot of these qualities, but I think for, you know, because of um sociocultural impact or negative life experience, we kind of disconnect from them. And so a lot of couples, you know, when I start describing them may have the initial thought, well, that's just not me or that's not within me. And I, I call BS on that. I think it's all in there. You know, we are born very sensual. We are Mm -hmm. born curious. We are born vulnerable, you know, but for various reasons we start to feel disconnected from our bodies or, you know, we begin to feel kind of stuck. Our lives begin to feel robotic or we can't adapt to change. So, I I always remind people that this is not a matter of creating something that isn't there. It's really about reconnecting with that which already exists. Okay. Yeah. And so those are some of the qualities. It's about learning to be more fully embodied and in the moment. I think that we live in such a high tech, fast paced world these days that we become very disconnected from our bodies. You know, think of, you know, how many dinners you have where there is like zero interference with cell phones or TV. And I mean, like even hearing, knowing there might be a little ding, if the cell phone isn't at the table, but it's, you know, on the other side of the kitchen, knowing, hearing that ping go off, that just distracts us from what's happening in the present moment. Um, And I think especially as it relates to our interpersonal interactions, you know, with our partners in particular – the influence of technology has really broken attunement. You know, attunement is such a key ingredient for optimal relationships and optimal sexual experiences. So what is attunement? I was
1: just about to ask that question just to make sure we're being clear and on the same page between us, yes.
0: That's, That's that kind of being in sync, you know, walking home and, you know, seeing your partner maybe, through their nonverbal cues or just the, that subtle shift in their energy, like knowing their pulse without really having to like break it down. Right. And I, you know, there's such an emphasis on communication skills and that's important, but you want to get to a place in your relationship, I think, where, you know, if you, we were talking about being Schnarch, David Schnarch fans earlier, yep. I was listening to something by him at one point and he was like, there's nothing wrong with that old married couple at the restaurant who isn't saying much. Like they're saying a lot without having to like overly communicate every little detail. And, you know, not that you want to get to a place in your relationship where you're silent all the time, but like, there's so much that happens, I think even on a cellular level um, between couples that we become disconnected from because, you know, we're living like two ships passing in the night or we're on our phones all the time.
1: Right, and that's and that's where Schnarch has the, the main component. I've always loved the most of his is the idea that we're always communicating. It's yeah. the messages that are the problems. It's what I'm reading in my mm-hmm. map of them that's the real issue because I interpret it the way I interpret it and usually it's something about me rather than it may have nothing to do with me, which is still then about me because yeah. they're not caring and connecting with me. <laughs> so exactly. we are so self-focused absolutely which is which is then I I like the word attunement because that's kind of the idea of how am I bringing myself into the way I'm hearing you say it it's how am I bringing myself into awareness of what's going on around me but also Mm -hmm. myself within what's going on around me
0: yes I think one of the best analogies is to think of like a musical band who's been playing together for a long period of time. And they had to start off, you know, of course, learning their own instruments, right. learning the music, learning to play with other people. But eventually they may do a set where you, they they kind of let someone go on a drum solo without having to like stop and talk about it, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and they kind of, and then, you know, there's music happening in the background. And then it's like, everyone kind of knows when to come back to the song that they were playing and they don't have to talk about it because yeah. they're really highly attuned to each other. Okay. And, and so that's where I try to get couples is to, to that place where it feels almost effortless, but still sounds really beautiful.
1: Sure. So what are some basic steps that help make that process? Uh, at least you start heading towards it. Cause again, is yeah. this, you know, I'm going to venture the guess because you work in the world of couples and people that all of this is under the umbrella of it's not a destination because we don't necessarily arrive at, look at me. I have now entered the world of full (laughs) attunement. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, it's just a process because just as soon I attribute this to to raising children. As soon as I figure out one stage, they change. And they move right. into the next stage. And it's like, so true. oh, I got to learn all over again. you know. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. so Pam, our sponsor today is someone a, a company that's near and dear to our hearts. Yes, they are. HelloFresh, because they've been in our home for many, many months now. Mm-hmm. And they've taken a lot of the burden and angst that would come around mealtime, more specifically, what are we going to eat mm-hmm. and variety being on display Mm -hmm. in the Allen household. They've taken that and made it so easy because HelloFresh provides everything we need right at our doorstep.
0: They've opened up your palate.
1: (laughs) They they really have. And what's so much fun is we do this all together as we're creating the meals Yeah, uh, because it comes in, it's all pre-measured. It's exactly what you need. You get to pick from an are usually around 14 different recipes mm-hmm. each week. You pick and select which ones you want mm-hmm. that fit. You can add some add-ons like some garlic bread or some extra protein mm-hmm. or some desserts, even if you want to, to make it even easier. Yep. But what the fun thing is, is way it's come out in our household is, oftentimes the party has already begun when you are walking in because the cooking is starting. Kids may be involved.
0: Yeah, you guys are already chopping up veggies and whatever.
1: You come join in. And then we have a meal together as a family. And then every single meal, we rate them. We do. As a family. We and do. only one for each of the kids has rated below like a seven. And oh that was gosh. just because they didn't like the, the actual entree, not the taste of it. It
0: was so good. They
1: just didn't like what it was we, we chose that week. Because they're kids.
0: <laughs> Most of them are like all nines and tens.
1: Right. So HelloFresh is convenient. It's contact-free delivery right to your door. The recipes are easy to follow. They give you pictures to guide you all along the way. They take the stress out of everything you need to do each and every week to feed your family. And they're flexible. You can customize it, like we mentioned. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences. You can skip a week, which we've had to do Mm -hmm. several different times with our schedules And with HelloFresh, we are proud to have them as a regular sponsor right now. So go to HelloFresh.com forward slash SMR12, the number 12, Mm -hmm. and use the code SMR12 and you get 12 free meals, including free shipping.
0: Wow, that's a deal.
1: So if you didn't catch that, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash SMR12, the number 12 actually, and use the code SMR12 to get 12 free meals, including free shipping. So make your mealtime fresh with HelloFresh. So what are some steps that get people on that journey better?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the way you just described it brings us down to, you know, one of my components, which is adaptability. You know, you are going to make a long-term monogamous relationship work. You have to be adaptable, which means maintaining kind of a curious, open stance about yourself, about your partner, about your environment. When I talk to couples who've been married, you know, 30, 40 plus years about what makes their relationship work, like what what brought them to that Mm -hmm. optimal zone, if you will. And a lot of them will talk about hard times, but they focus on how they bounced back from those times. Yep. And I really think, you know, the last like I just did an article for Psychology Today, you know, about I think how the last year has been sort of like relationship Darwinism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is like a survival of the fittest. And Absolutely. those who have figured out how to adapt, you know, I think have learned new tools, have have created new meaning within their relationship. Right. Um, I was
1: just about to think, I was immediately thinking of Viktor Frankl's work of the idea of yes. making meaning yes. out of suffering, makes all the difference. Because when you're talking about what goes on, Mm -hmm. it's unavoidable, you know, that that we're going to have trials, we're going to have struggles, going to have pain. Yeah. How do I make meaning out of it to then learn from it? Because I think that's life teaching us things.
0: Exactly. I think that a lot of couples are kind of ill-equipped to handle like big adversity. And so, you know, even when I'm, I'm coaching couples like through premarital stuff we really talk through like how are you going to handle adversity like you know because you don't always have a baby exactly when you want to have a baby you don't have a perfect child you don't always have the perfect job or right. no commute or you know there's just any number of things right. and that no
1: sexual happen. encounter always ends the same way you're hoping it will
0: <laughs> exactly yeah i mean if we bring it back down to sex for sure if you're not adaptable you're going to be disappointed yep so, you know, I think that learning those skills um, and how to navigate adversity as a couple is a really, really key element to getting into that optimal zone.
1: Okay. Is there, are there some others? Because that's, that is one that's, also, that's almost, I can hear people in the nation saying, well, that's just stuff that I just learn." you know, it's baptism by fire. I can't necessarily, okay, here, I'm going to just, Read up on being adaptable, and now right. I'm adaptable because <laughs> right, right,
0: it's both and. And I think back to your point about this being a journey. I do think that there there are certain skills that you can read up and learn, but of course, like you know, as we know as relationship experts, you really don't know anything until
1: you're oh, true,
0: living it, breathing it, experiencing it. So. Yes, it's, it's a matter, I think, of learning, but then it's only life that's going to put those skills to the test.
1: Right. That's that's the life on life terms lessons that we get. Right.
0: Exactly. Okay. exactly. And, and mindfulness, I think, is a real key piece of that as well. You know, knowing like, OK, we we talked about this. We knew like a challenge was going to come. Like, here it is. Like what? Let's go back to the drawing board. What skills do we need to draw from so that we can work Through this
1: together, yeah. And is this and is this one of those things? Because this is, I can almost hear. And I'm just thinking of my own journey in this on this path too. Mm -hmm. That is this one of those things where you're talking about this idea of, okay, I know being mindful, I know being um, adaptable, I know being flexible. That's one of our keywords as a family. Because five Mm -hmm. six years ago, we started doing these month long summer trips where we would be gone with a camper and we would, we had this big long 6,000 mile route or whatever. And the very first one we did, the smartest thing we ever said, right when we started and our kids were elementary age kids at this point was like, okay, kids, the, the, the word for the trip is flexibility because we don't know what is out there on what's going to change what we've got planned. Right. So that's kind of become a mantra, but I almost hear like people maybe need to recognize these are the goals we're striving for. Mm-hmm. But I also have to recognize I'm going to suck at it at times. So, how yeah. do I recover better? How yeah. do I realize it's just a process that, you know, I can get ticked off about something and disappointed? That doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. It just yeah. means I wasn't at my best or circumstances built up. I mean, in that, because that's, I, I think we want at least between our conversation as professionals a- acknowledge the fact that sometimes we suck at this stuff. Yes. Even you and I, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's, absolutely. I mean, definitely. We, Pam and I had to go and have a nice little heart to heart conversation about what went on over the weekend, right? Just like, yeah. okay, well, we got to unpack this whole I agree thing because yep. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't good. You weren't. Okay. We can, we can figure this out, but it's just. I think people need permission to realize it's okay to not do this well.
0: Yes, which is why like in in the workshop I run on this stuff, I have a whole section on self-compassion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah, so self-compassion, you're absolutely right, is a really key piece of the puzzle throughout, you know, any journey. But you know, anytime you're learning something new, you know, if you can't be gentle with yourself when you stumble or make a mistake, you're never going to learn. That's how we learn.
1: Absolutely. All right. So I want to, I want to pivot with you just a little bit. This just hit me, Emily. Um, I want to use the same kind of dialogue we're having on a relational global context and let's talk about it within the sexual context. Okay. Because I see that this is where it even gets a little bit more intense for people. And it's where maybe I've got attachment to a meaning, and an outcome that it, it just makes it to where I can't recover and I'm, I can't be attuned. So are there, what are some skills or some tips that can help people in the midst of that moment in their marriage to, to actually start practicing these and seeing them a little cleaner?
0: Yeah. So, you know, through my research, you know, I, and we'll unpack that a little bit more in the second part of this, but you know, this, this research into like what constitutes optimal sexual experiences was started really about a decade ago by Peggy, by Peggy Kleinplatz. And she didn't even bother interviewing couples who were like initially, I think under the age of 65, (laughs) you know, and who hadn't been married for a really long time. And, you know, at that point in life, there's been things like erectile dysfunction been difficulty there's been menopause there's been like all the typical stuff that tends to throw a wrench in people's sex lives like she wanted to know how these couples overcame some of those difficulties and you know that adaptability piece was a really key component for her participants as well and showed up with mine too so taking the shoulds out of sex is Vital. Yes. Okay. We come into sex with so many expectations, gender expectations, bodily function expectations, but all that does is really narrow our script for what yep. good sex is. Yep. And couples who have a really wide script for what sex is, even that word sex, like, does sex have to mean PV intercourse? Right. No, <laughs> right? Like, I think taking a bath together can be sexual, yep. even if you're, you know, hardly touching. Like, there's eroticism in that. And I think couples who know that or who have figured that out along the way
1: mm-hmm.
0: tend to be much more satisfied in the long run than couples who don't. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have so many couples who like fall apart the first time, maybe there's a loss of an erection. I mean, it's like, I'm not man enough. I'm inadequate, like all those negative beliefs, which create so much anxiety and, you know, but there's tons of things that you can do sexually that don't require an erection. And, you know, believe the earlier on you learn those skills, the better off you'll be in the long run.
1: Right, because then you're just really describing the idea of what is the overall goal, which that's in a relational context while each person still striving for what it is they want.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the humans have capacities to be able to be disappointed and still have success with something. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. kind of the way you're framing it.
0: Mhm. Right. Um, you know, I I work with partners where maybe they one person has has had like prostate cancer and for, you know, For that reason, they're unable to get an erection anymore, and you know I'll talk, and they come in devastated Mm -hmm. about that. And I get that; I have a lot of compassion. But when I start asking the questions like, "What do you miss the most about your sexual interactions before?" they'll say things like, "How emotionally close Mm -hmm. I felt with my partner." They don't say my erection, (laughs) like
1: that's (laughs) their answer, you
0: know. And so I'm like, "Okay, there's like, let's open our mind. There's tons of things Mm -hmm. that you can learn that will help you feel that way." toward your partner despite some of the physical challenges you now
1: have. Right, because that's just redefining the meanings, redefining the goals or the outcomes you're mm-hmm. seeking and that adaptability yes. and and then adjusting in time. Because this is the yeah. biggest thing I keep seeing with couples that really do get into this kind of a depth is, mm-hmm. is helping them start to recognize, you know what? Maybe one of the best things you could do when you recognize I'm shouldn't all over my sex life yeah, that's <laughs> what you're doing. Um, no. <laughs> that, that one of the best things I can do is open my mouth and start talking in the midst of these things, especially when yeah. it starts going sideways and just say, oh. hey, I just caught the glimpse that you checked out for a second. Was I wrong? Because it's yeah. likely you weren't. Mm-hmm. And most people think, whoa, if we go like that, it's going to ruin everything. And then I give them the caveat, it might in that moment, Yes. Because you're with a partner that does not like the flow to be interrupt because sure. they think of it in the same kind of concept of we shouldn't ever break the flow rather right. than the reality is, and this is Schnarch's work again, we mm-hmm. break connection all the time. Right. <laughs> and then we reestablish connection all right. the time. Yes, so it's just
0: exactly.
1: bring it out in the open and be a little more simplistic, right? Of Just, right. just start talking, just start speaking up, start being aware, being read, being seen.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we humans are a complex bunch and, you know, I think we have to fine tune our instruments mm-hmm. a little bit if we're going to, you know, maintain them over time. It's just, I come back to that analogy a lot. I think the same principle applies.
1: That's good. And so if I was to wrap up this segment with you, Emily, what I'm kind of, what I'm hearing is this idea of dive into the relationship, dive into sex and see it as yeah. a learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. to hone your own skills and also then see how your partner does at handling theirs.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, recreate the meaning, you know, the sex you share after having children, for example, a lot of people think kids ruin it, you know, and look, having a crying baby and fatigue, like there's going to be a period of time where there may be a little bit of disconnection. But if you can come back and talk about like, wow, how special our relationship is that Mm -hmm. we like, have a product of our love, like however that came about, like that's amazing. And to be able to talk about that and to feel the depth of the new meaning that you establish, I think that creates a sense of novelty even without having to try anything new.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. That's where the idea is so great about long-term and and married sex being a long game is in reality, it's with a different version of people as it keeps going. All yes. the way through because you don't know what you're capable of. And then as soon as you right. figure that out, you still mm-hmm. don't know what you're capable of. And then you figure right. it out. <laughs> right,
0: right. That's how you avoid stagnation.
1: Perfect. Well, Emily, um, it has been a pleasure to have you on thus far. And I'd love Thank for the people it. in the nation to be able to hear more about how can they find you? So sure. where do they go?
0: Yeah. So you can follow me across all the social media channels at Dr. Emily Jamia. That's D-R-Emily Jamia. Um, I've got lots of content there recently on TikTok. Lord help me.
1: (laughs) You you and I are in the same boat because we're jumping in there too.
0: Yeah. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And then my website is emilyjamia.com. I've got my online workshop is there that covers all of this material. You can download a free sample to test it out. And I've got little meditations on there for improving sexuality. So it's, it's got all my blogs are there. So it's got information.
1: Well, Emily, thank you so much for sharing your work here today and for the work that you do on just, it's so, it's so needed to have people that are willing to be upfront and honest about this aspect of our life and seeing it as something that's that's life giving and and yeah. beautiful and, yeah. and touching. So thank you so much Thanks
0: for giving me the opportunity to share it here.
1: Once again, it is such a privilege to have other people join us uh, yeah. and and help speak to the nation. Yeah, this just because of the work they do, the passion they bring, the view, the standpoint. You know, there's a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. in the way we talk about things with a lot of the guests that we have. Yeah, it's nice
0: to have the collaboration. Those just
1: ring true because we're all better when we can collaborate Mm -hmm. together. I mean, that's the state of the world. If we could all just figure out how to collaborate a little bit better, everything would be so much better. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) There's that too. Um, Speaking of trying to get along, um, we hope that you have gotten along well with us with with the way this is all going on today mm-hmm. and the things that we've got going because we are really making a dedicated effort on some of the social platforms mm-hmm. to really start reaching out and helping some people. So if you haven't found us on Instagram or TikTok, at Sexy Marriage Radio is how mm-hmm. you can find us on both of those platforms. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff going on regularly. Um, I'm actually doing quick little videos. It's kind of a weird expansion of growth for Out me. on Insta. <laughs> so... <laughs> Come find us and join the conversations. And if we left something undone from this one, let us know. Feedback at sexymergeradio.com. So thank you for taking some time out of your week to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.